they say in the U.S. that three out of five American adults are dealing with loneliness. I think the numbers may be even higher because loneliness is not something that we want to admit, right? And especially the higher up you come in the hierarchy and leadership, like you, it's like, who am I to complain? Like I have an amazing job. Like a lot of people want to be in my position, right? You may have a family, you may have friends, you, you may have it all. Your life looks pretty good from the outside, but you still have this sort of like feeling of not being fulfilled. Imagine what it would feel like to work with a team of people who communicate and collaborate in a way that achieves winning results. Your team shows up to work excited and motivated to help you grow and succeed in business. And not just when you are there. When you take a vacation or need to step away for an emergency, you know your team has got your back. You have great trust in their ability to move forward without you needing to provide direction. Welcome to the Leadership Culture Club podcast, where we dive deep into leadership, business culture, and creating high-performing teams. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur trying to hire your first virtual assistant, a first-time manager, or a seasoned executive, this show is tailored to help you build a thriving leadership culture that drives success. I am Nancy Michelli, a seasoned engineering leader with over 25 years of experience, and I am excited to share my passion for transforming organizations into high-performing teams. So I invite you to join me for valuable insights and inspiring conversations. Hit the subscribe button now to get notified as the Leadership Culture Club podcast drops each week and embarks on a journey of transformation towards becoming an exceptional leader. Together, we'll redefine success and create a culture that fosters growth, engagement, and achievement in your organization. Today, Uni Turatini, who is amazing in the area of loneliness and human connection. So let me dive into a little bit about Uni and then we'll get into some great questions and conversation. So Uni helps leaders and team members connect with the source of power so that they can feel confident and excited about life and work. With law degrees from Norway, France, and the United States, she's also a member of the New York Bar and has worked in law and finance for nearly a decade before becoming a full-time author, speaker, and facilitator. And she speaks on stages all over the world about how to cultivate connection, employee well-being, create engagement, and increase sales in your business. And coming from Norway today, Uni, thank you very much for being here and taking this time to have this conversation with us. Oh, thank you, Nancy. It's so great to be here with you. So... I was listening to you on another event very similar to this and your story about how you discovered loneliness and that lead to connection and belonging. I would love for you to share with our audience. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I was born and raised in Norway and as, but I never felt that I, that I really belonged. You know, we moved around a lot as a child and I thought it was, you know, due to that fact, you know, that was never sort of 
I never had like one place in Norway where I felt at home. And so as a young woman, I left Norway. I went to the United States as an exchange student in high school. And then I came back and then I left again during my law studies and, you know, lived in Paris, studied law there as well and started working in Paris. And I was sort of looking for, I was always looking for that one place that I could call home. And, you know, I was, you know, moving around and then I, you know, after, you know, many years living in the United States and also in, in France, I met my future husband who's now my, well, now my husband and moved to Switzerland with him and started working there in finance. And um, it was during my, you know, my time there that, you know, we had this hor horrific mass shooting here in Norway. This, this one young man, 32 years old, um, he, he blew up a bomb in, in the center of Oslo, got away, went to this island where there was a teenage summer camp and started shooting. And he killed 77 people that day, most of them teenagers. And it was such a blow to my country and also to the world. And that was, that was really a turning point for me. And I didn't know it then, but I, I knew then that I needed to understand how this could happen, how someone who looked like me, grew up like me, could do something like this. And so I started studying him and other similar mass killers around the world. And what I found, Nancy, was that they were all struggling with loneliness. They didn't feel like they had a place in our society. And that really hit home for me because that's how I had felt for so many years. And so that led me to, after I published that book about these mass killers, I uh, started researching human connection, loneliness, connection, all these things that matter to us as human beings. And so that's what I've been doing for the, for the past decade, um, researching on the topic and also trying to figure out how do you how do you connect? How do you, how do you also connect with yourself? How do you find a place of home, even if you are, you know, not living in, in the place where you were brought up? Maybe you don't have one place that you were brought up and you know, that like, like I don't have that, right? How do you, how do we connect with ourselves and with other people in a more fulfilling way? And so, and by, you know, trying to figure this out for myself and figuring it out for myself, that's when I also started developing a method that I could use and that I have been using to help other people do this. And then, and, you know, and then sort of like, so one thing led to another, and then I started working with companies and organizations and helping them, you know, finding and creating a home for their people. Right. Because if, if you look at it, I mean, if you today, I, th I think the latest Gallup uh, report, um, uh, State of the Workplace report, states that 79% of all people globally are not engaged in their work. Which means, by the way, if you're not engaged in work, you're also not engaged in your personal life because we spend most of our waking hours working right? So that means that you have a pretty, it's a pretty miserable life. And also according to McKinsey, 40% of all people, of all employees are unhappy in their jobs, right? And they're actively looking for a new job. So that's a whole lot of 
disengagement and unhappiness going on. And it's deeply connected, I've found, with connection. Um, I've been looking at these stats as well quite a bit, especially as I've been putting this event together. And it's really kind of a sad state of the nation when 79% of the people are disengaged at work and um, and so many people unhappy with the work that they mm-hmm. do. And so this is a really important activity for employers to consider and for people to, to resonate with that, like you said, right? If our work life isn't showing up as great and engaged, how is that impacting yeah. our personal life? Yeah. So you describe it as being a connection with self. Can you dive a little bit deeper into what that means? Yeah, absolutely. And that is the part that most people, when I talk about, when I begin to talk about connection, they always, you know, like we we always um, think about human connection as our relationships with other people. But what I found, Nancy, and that is because also because when, you know, when you look up loneliness in the dictionary, what you'll find is that loneliness is sort of a longing for deeper connection with other people or that your relationships are not of, of, of a quality that is satis, you know, satisfactory. But what I've found through my research and also through my own experiences is that it doesn't matter if you have all of that. You can have friends around you. You can have you know call, great colleagues and a family and everything But if you're not connected, if you're disconnected from yourself, it won't matter. You will never feel fulfilled. So connection with other people begins with connecting with oneself and building that sense of self-worth and confidence. Because when someone says they're lonely, what they're really saying is, I don't believe I'm worthy of love and connection. So connection and self-worth are go hand in hand. Um, I, I feel that for myself, as I moved along my career in engineering, that the more I found that I was disconnected from what was important to me in life and what was my purpose. And I was like spending all of my day running projects to build oil refineries. And for me, it was like more about teamwork, which is why I left the engineering world to do what I'm doing now. So as employers are looking at or considering loneliness, we're seeing more mental health getting risen, especially out of COVID. How do employers start to help their employees find that connection to self? I think it's really, that's a really great question. So for, for, so that's, so there are two different aspects of connection, right? It's what we can do as individuals to connect with ourselves and to feel more fulfilled in our relationships. And then there's what we can do as leaders, as managers for the people who work for us and with us. And so when it comes to, to the workplace or an organization that, you know, we can facilitate they're the same. They're the same. Um, the same things that we need, right? But just in a different way. So, so we still need to work on 
self-worth and confidence within an organization. But what an employee can do is, is to facilitate. So for example, it's, there's so there's, there are a lot of like very simple exercises that you can do. For example, when you, when you come to the office, take five minutes to just take a breath, just check in and connect with yourself as you're starting your day. Right. And this can be done, you know, in, in any, any office, any cubicle, and you can give your, your people access to like a, a quick recording that they can do. Just can put on the headphones and do it at their desk. You can also do, um, do it together. If you're, or if you're having a sort of a Monday morning, um, team meeting, you can do it, do it there together as well. Just checking in just the, a breathing exercise that I take, you know, my clients through and teach them how to do and just simple things like that has, can make a huge difference. Now, a lot of employers, they also offer, um, you know, they offer breath work, they offer yoga, they offer all these different things that also help, right. With connecting with oneself and building sort of that, um, sense of well-being um, at work, and I think those are really, really excellent as well. So that is the that is the connection part with oneself, right? The confidence part. The, when it comes to, um, but what's also really important in the workplace is to contribute, to feel that you have um, that what you do and who you are that it matters. That feeling of, of feeling significant, feeling important, feeling like you matter is one of our basic human needs. And so how an employer can contribute to, to that part is, uh, you know, there are many ways, again, but one way that I find extremely efficient is to, to create a bank where you list all the talents and all the skills of the people who work for you. And this is this is what HR can really be helpful with, right? To and this is something that you can build on. It doesn't have to be complete, you know, the first day. You can start out building. And once you have sort of this this bank of skills and talents, use it actively. Share it, make it available to everyone in, you know, across teams, across um different, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, departments, um, you know, you can make it like you can make it available to even if, you know, th- across the country, right. To other affiliates. And so make it available and encourage everyone to use it, to ask for help. Right. And also it's extremely, um, efficient to have this bank for leaders when they put together a team to solve a problem. For example, there's, I mean, how many times have I just in my own, you know, when I was working in corporate, did I sit there and wonder why didn't they pick me to be on that team to solve that problem? Because I'm really good at it, but nobody knew that I was good at it, right? So of course I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't selected for that. But if you have a bank and, you know, all the skills that are searchable are available, it's much easier to put together a team that will, you know, solve this in the in the best way possible. And it makes you feel seen, heard, and valued when when you are used for your skills and your talents and you actually get to contribute solving something. It makes you feel really good. And also when you think about it, 90% of all collaboration is in the workplace 
is done if somebody has asked for help. So we have to be better at asking for help. But a lot of people, like most people when I that I talk to, they feel like, oh, I don't want to ask for help because it makes me look weak. It makes me look incompetent. And I don't want to, no, I don't want to admit that I can't do it. So, so like we hesitate to ask for help. But if we have a, if we build a culture where it's encouraged to ask one another for help, um, that that makes a huge difference. And also, if you're thinking that, you know, I don't want to bother someone, I don't want to, you know, intrude and 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 you know and and bug them. I should be able to do this myself. Think about it this way: when you ask someone to help you out on a project, you're actually giving them a gift because you're making them feel seen, heard, and valued. So this contribution part is really, really um, big. I love that. Um, the last company that I worked for, our boss kept always saying to, especially the younger people, as they were coming in, right, feel free to go ask, go interrupt mm-hmm. people and say, hey, I need your help. What I really like is by having the bank of skills that people have, it gives people this insight into Mm -hmm. what others like to do, right? Mm Because often we focus on gain skills in what we enjoy doing. And it gives people a chance to connect around those skills. Yeah. Um, And so one of the things, though, that I have seen in life, and I'm curious to know how you would recommend is we sometimes put people into a job, they gain the skills, but they really don't like it. And then when you try and connect with them, it doesn't come out as generous as it could be because they're not internally connected. How do you help people who potentially end up in this situation where they built a skill, but it's just like, you know what, I can do that, but I really just don't enjoy it. Mm. So if so if I'm understanding the the question correctly um the question is if you you have learned a skill but you that's not something that you enjoy doing but you are sort of uh forced to do it in your job is that yeah. the question yeah essentially right it's become something that you've done over and over i've had several employees who've worked yep. for me yep. who um who have struggled in their career because they ended up in positions that they just didn't enjoy. They could do it, but they didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And so how do you help transition those people into places where they see themselves as enjoying it, where they can connect to the work that they're doing? Oh, great question. So I think there's, there's different, there's several parts of this, of this question that I want to address. Um, the first one is if we are doing tedious work that we, that we perceive as tedious work that is repetitive and, and a a bit boring, and we're not receiving recognition for it, that's when the work can feel like a burden to us. I think any work where you receive recognition, where your 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 manager, your your boss, your 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 team members, they encourage you and they make you feel like, oh, what you're doing is really really important. Like you are such a like you. They make you feel good about what you do. 
it is also a lot easier to do that job, first of all. So that's one part of it, right? That because some some things like not all I mean, when I was working as a as a young lawyer at a big law firm, I mean, I did so many boring tasks, right? I mean, like really tedious and just reading, scanning through documents, thousands and thousands of pages, not the most fun thing. But I knew that, you know, the, the you know, the lawyer who was in charge of, 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 of me and responsible for my work, they let me know that what you're doing is so, it's crucial to our case. Like you're looking for that one thing, that one thing that can make us win this, right? So when you know that what you're doing is so important, I would, I stayed, you know, I don't know how many all-nighters I pulled, right? And feeling so good about like what I'd actually done because I, like my work helped. So you can still make people feel like they're valuable and they're seen and they are important, right? Even if the work in itself is tedious. Now, when it comes to, of course, you, we all need personal growth. We need to feel that in a job that we can advance, that we can grow into something different, that we can use different parts because we all, we have so many skills and, and talents and, and potential things that we want to explore. All of us, right? It's part of that personal growth. So we need to feel that we, that there is space and that it's encouraged for us to grow and evolve into a different position. I think what's important here is it starts with with you as the as as the you know if you feel that this is not something that I want to continue doing like in my case I like I knew I didn't want to scan thousands and thousands of pages of documents the rest of my life right I knew that that was the passage that I had to go through but I, I was also very clear on where I wanted to go right so you set a goal for yourself you 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 um know like the next so the next job that you really want right set a goal for yourself and make sure that you communicate that with the people who can actually put you in those positions right make it clear to them a lot of the times we think that oh they must understand that i'm you know that i would like to do something no People do not understand. You have to actually communicate it, right? And and while you are doing that, while you are sending out those signals and you are, you know, very clear in your own intentions, focus on doing the best possible job where you are, even still, like with your heart, like go into even the most tedious tasks, like even like when I'm home and I do the dishes, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to do the dishes. And I take it almost as a almost as a spiritual practice, Nancy, where I'm so in the present moment doing the dishes. And I'm so happy about doing that job because like afterwards it's going to be spick and span and it's going to, you know, be beautiful in my home, right? So I'm like I know that I it's not, it's not the most exciting job, but I try to do everything that I do. Like I have a list of things that I do every day and I try to like, okay, this is the next part. And I really just focus on that next part. Because when you do that, when you go full in on all like on, on the different things, you know, that you that's on your plate in your job, people notice. Your your leaders will notice. And if they're if they don't, right, then you're probably not in the right place. And you should, you know, eventually start looking for a new job, a new, new company, right? But people do notice. And when you 
give value when you show up and you are enthusiastic about the job that you do right now, even if it's not the most exciting thing that you do, you will, you know, you will move on from that. But I think it's important to start where you are and and just have that intention of where you want to go and communicate. Um, the thing that I heard that I loved most about it is like just being present mm-hmm. and connecting to the value of right. that work at that moment. And that resonates with me, right? Because mm-hmm. when you can be intentionally present and be like, okay, what is the benefit of doing this work? That connection to, okay, from a lawyer reading through pages and pages of documentation is like, can I find that one Mm-hmm. little line in here that's going to make a huge difference in yeah. our organization. I think yeah. I think people need to recognize that yeah. that is is critical. One of the things that I'm curious is Gallup says right that we have 79% like this massive amount of people who are disengaged. Yeah. How do you notice that in leadership as well? Like I'm assuming it's not just the the workers, right? But if leaders are disengaged and even the owner or the yeah. head of the company, yeah. what do you see in loneliness or that connection up in that level of yeah. the organization? Yes. Uh, great question as well. And this is something that we actually don't talk about. Mm-hmm. But there was, a, there was a recent study here in Norway where they looked at I think I think most of the the organizations and companies in Norway and and that loneliness and the leadership and loneliness was one of the top struggles that all leaders in Norway are you know are dealing with right now. And that really and I and I mean it didn't surprise me, but it surprised a lot of people, right? Because mm-hmm. this is not something and I and I actually think that the loneliness numbers are, you know, they say in the U.S. that three out of five American adults are dealing with loneliness. I think the numbers may be even higher because loneliness is not something that we want to admit, right? And especially the higher up you come in the hierarchy and leadership, like you, it's like, who am I to complain? Like I have an amazing job. Like a lot of people want to be in my position, right? You may have a family, you may have friends, you, you may have it all. Your life looks pretty good from the outside, but you still have this sort of like feeling of not being fulfilled, not feeling, maybe, maybe you lack that sort of sense of purpose as well. Purpose and loneliness are also linked. You know, we need to feel that we're, what we're doing is really important. And that also goes back to when you're doing tedious work, right? Like that finding that one line and the thousands and thousands of pages of documents, when you, when it's, communicated to you that you, what you're doing actually is really important and you have a purpose and you're sort of brought, you brought on, you, you, you know, you're brought on to that we're together in this, like we are all working together for one goal, right? And leadership, they have, like nobody is inspiring and, and motivating leadership, right? They, their job is to inspire and motivate everyone else, but who's taking care of leadership? And in the traditional leadership training that at least at least what i've seen i haven't seen it all but i've seen a lot of it they don't deal with the what you know the sort of the personal development for the leaders and talking about the fact that hey you know 
I think there, the, you know, chances are pretty big that you are disconnected from yourself. Because what happens also, especially when you, with a lot of responsibility and also with all this uncertainty in this world right now, I mean, if, it, if the past three years have taught us anything, it's that we're living in an age of uncertainty, right? And this uncertainty affects all of us, especially if you have a lot of responsibility, because maybe you have to, you know, maybe you worry that you have to let go of, of a lot of people. I mean, that's what's happening right now, right? And you have all this like pressure and, and responsibility. And that puts you in a state of survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, you actually, you know, you shut off a big part of your brain that you don't have access to anymore. And you don't see um, possibilities and possible connections and opportunities. We just don't. It's, it's how we're built. And survival mode is really helpful when we are actually under physical threat. But most of us are in a state of constant survival mode, which, you know, hypervigilance, which make us um, just hyper-focused on, you know, ourselves and, and, and trying to control and predict every single outcome of every single situation. And we, we lose sight of the bigger picture and solu possible solutions. And we also feel disconnected from other people. Because we, we become suspicious, we don't trust, you know, and with the polarity and the trust issues that we have in our society, of course, that is also felt within companies, right? It's the same thing. So the first thing as a leader, I mean, for anyone, but especially for leaders, is to learn ways to disconnect, to de deactivate, sorry, deactivate survival mode so that you can actually connect with your higher self and all the resources that you have available to you. And this may sound like some people like, oh, like Uni, you're talking like this is like all spiritual. And yes and no, it's not really spiritual. It's really about act, you know, like connecting with the resources that you have because we mm -hmm. all have so much more and we have so much more potential than we use, right? And we all, we all know that we only use a tiny part of our brain. So if we can expand and, and use a little bigger part of that brain, I think, you know, we're, we're, um, we have a really big advantage and that will also make us feel more connected with the people around us. Yeah. I, um, Uni, I really appreciate what you're saying there. Cause I know when COVID hit and I had mm -hmm. to start laying off my team who had done such amazing work for me, like that was just so crushing. Mm -hmm. For me, as a, as a leader, and I definitely went into survival mode, and yeah. it's it's kind of why I would say that was the the key indicator to going. Nancy, you need to go do something that talks about culture and embracing culture in yeah. companies because people need like we, mm -hmm. as you said at the start, right? We spend so much time in the workplace that if we are not connected and enjoying it, we're missing. Yeah. A huge portion of our life and connection. Yeah. Now, I know that there are so many topics I would love to chat about. Actually, there's one question I want to ask at the end. So the UK has recently mm -hmm. appointed a minister of loneliness. Yeah. What is your thoughts on that in relation to countries and moving forward in this space? You know, I think that is, a, I think having a loneliness minister, and they also have one in Japan as well. They have appointed mm -hmm. one. And I think, I believe that in Norway, they're talking about it. So hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, we'll get one too. 
I think that, like, I don't know if in the UK it has changed much in society, but what it does, Nancy, is that it shows that connection and human connection and loneliness are, it's put on the agenda of the politicians, of, you know, of, of leadership in the country. And that just shows that, okay, this is not a taboo issue anymore. This is something that we actually have to deal with. And I think it's a great, um, you know, it, it, it's a great invitation then for leaders in companies to, okay, if the government says that this is really important, then, you know, we can take this and run with it and try to create, you know, cultivate connection in the workplace as well. And if you think about it, if we can solve and create, transform the workplace into a community where people actually want to be, we have solved a massive part of this loneliness epidemic because we spend most of our working hours at work right? Whether we are, you know, working from home, you know, through screens or whether we are physically in the office, if we solve that and everybody just wakes up in the morning and they're so excited to get to the, you know, to, to get to work and to log on and have that team meeting, you know, we're then we've done so much already. So by, it has to always come from the top. It has to, leadership has to show that this is something that we prioritize. This is like on our top 10 lists or three lists, you know, let's put it at the very top of what we prioritize in our government, for our country, for our people, and, and in, you know, in our, in our teams and leadership and, and everywhere else. Right. So I think it has to start from there. If, you know, and traditionally connection has been a topic where sort of, we haven't really known what to do about it. Like, how do we feel more connected? Should we like limit screen time, put down our phones, you know, hold more hands. And while those things are good, you know, we need like practical tools on how to do it. And we need to put it on the agenda and talk about it and, you know, and, and communicate to everyone that this is something that we take seriously. And if you're feeling that you are a bit disconnected, you feel that you're not part of our team, you feel that you're not seen or, or valid, validated at, at work, come tell us and we'll do something about it. Oh, I think that is so beautiful. This is, um, that connects so much to my heart and what I really want to do. And one of the things that I will have to say is by interviewing all of these amazing speakers as part of this series about engagement and coming from such different perspectives, I really want to encourage people just to find what is the thing that connected most with you in these different interviews. Now, Uni, you've got a great little practical activity that people can do that you're offering and will be in the show notes below Will you share a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So um, I have this, you know, I, I think connection starts with, every, you know, with each and one of us, each and every one of us. So for me anyway, and because I know that I, during my day, I fall back into survival mode like mm-hmm. that, right? So I have to build into my morning practice and this doesn't have to take long. It can be five minutes. It doesn't take long, but I meditate for a bit. I connect with myself and then I journal 
I do some. And so what I've created, it's just a, a resource with my favorite journaling prompts that can just help you. Cause a lot of people are like, yeah, but what do I journal about? So here you go. This is what you can do every single morning to connect with yourself. And, you know, as we're talking now as well, I have another resource that I'll send you the link to Nancy, that is, you know, people can take back with them to their company and, you know, which is more specific. Okay. How do we, how do we transform our company into a community? How do we actually make people want to be here? So I'll, I'll send you that as well. So then you have something for the company and then something for each and every one of us. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. That is so lovely that you are sharing this with us so that, and as leaders, as HR managers who are watching this, I encourage you to grab this gift that Uni is sharing with you so that you can implement and start to find that connection in yourself first, because once you are connected, you're able to do a bigger impact in your company. If you are watching this in the Facebook group, I encourage you to put some notes and comments below. What is the one thing that resonated most with you from Uni's suggestions, ideas around finding yourself, being engaged and connected with yourself in person, and that you can do, do within your company to really help people move out of the state of loneliness into that state of being engaged and happy because there is a likelihood that over 70 to 80% of your employees are missing engagement. And there are so many nuggets of gold in this conversation. So Uni, I would like to say thank you very, very much from myself and everybody who is watching today. I could go into this topic with you, I think for hours. Um, and so is there any last words of wisdom that you would like to share? Oh, um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I mean, we could talk about this forever. It's such, you know, it's such an important topic. So I, if, if I think walking into your every day, waking up in the morning with the intention of cultivating connection. And there's one thing that I absolutely love that is the simplest thing in the world and easy to remember that we all can do to, to create. And this is something that I, that I talk about a lot as well is relational energy, how to create more relational energy. And there's this, this just acronym that I absolutely love. It's hope, help one person every day. And if every, you know, it doesn't have to take long, share someone's posts on social media, um, you know, write a review for someone comment right on this here in the Facebook page, like what you got out of it, share it with someone, you know, it's, it's, there's, it's so little, it takes so little to do. And also just giving people our attention for just a few seconds, right? If we do that, we focus on the value that we bring other people, we make ourselves invaluable. And when we're invaluable, we can obtain anything we want. Wonderful. So there's the last message. Hope, help one person every day. Yeah. Um, I'm going to walk away and uh, work on that starting today. So if you want to find and invite Uni to work with you in the future, where can we find you? So um, it's easy to find me. I'm everywhere on social media. My uh, website is unituratini.com. I'm the, I know it's a long and, 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 and complicated, you know, 
name to to spell. Um, but I'm the only one in the world with the name. So um, just, you know, Google me or if you can put in the show notes, just a link to my website and my social media. Um, just click there and please connect with me. And absolutely. I'd love to connect. Awesome. So thank you very much. All of Uni's information will be in the show notes below this video. And I encourage you to reach it. Thank you, everybody, for taking your time today to find ways to increase engagement and unlock potential, both in yourself as a leader and in your team to create an amazing place to work. Cheers and have a great day.